Greetings, everyone, and a very warm welcome to another edition of Marketing the Invisible. My name is Tom Poland, joined today by John Neuenberg. John, g'day, sir. A very warm welcome. Where are you hanging out? I'm in Vancouver, BC, which is on the west coast of Canada. Yeah, and a beautiful, beautiful city. You can be watching the whales in the morning and skiing in the afternoon there. That's exactly right. John is an award-winning business coach. He's coached and worked with literally hundreds of clients, so we're going to be listening to the voice of experience And he focuses on three primary capabilities, business growth, personal growth, and accountability, which ties in nicely with our title today, John, which is how to grow your business by spending less time in it. And John's Mm. going to tell us how to do that in just seven minutes. Talk about time efficient. John, our time starts now. Question number one is who's your ideal client? There's two kinds. The first of which are people that have a professional advisory practice. So they're typically coaches or you know, lawyers, accountants, wealth advisors, financial planners, real estate brokers, that kind of thing. We we all provide professional advice. The advice changes, but our business is the same. And then the other side of it is people with a bricks and mortar business, typically in retail construction and manufacturing. Perfect. Thank you. So question number two, and we've got six and a half minutes left. What's the problem you solve for them? Time, team, and money. So the typical kinds of things they're saying is uh, around time is I've got too much to do, not enough time to do it. I can't get everything done. Or if I don't do it, it won't get done. With team, you know, the economy is very strong today. So it's hard getting enough good team members doing the work at the right level with the culture that you want in your business. And then the money one has two sides to it. So first of all, there's the accounting, reporting, having a dashboard in place that can measure the results you're getting in the business. And the other side of money is the one that's most common, of course, and that's I need more money. I need better sales and marketing. Perfect. Thank you. So question number three, five and three quarter minutes left. What are some of the typical symptoms? I mean, you've mentioned some of them all. Before people find your solution, what, what's going on in their business and their life? You've mentioned a shortage of time, perhaps a lack of awareness as to what's happening with their money. Anything else that's going on? Typically, they're in a rut and don't see a way forward. So they're, you know, running around literally like a chicken without a head. And they often suffer from a thing called the hub and spoke. They're the hub of the business and everything that happens in the business. So every time there's a, an employee question, a customer question, a supplier question, it's only the business owner that's, you know, capable or some way or another able to give that response. And so they're in a bit of a trap and they don't know how to get out of that. And so they're really the bottleneck of the whole the whole business. And yeah, and so in some way it feels good because they feel like they're needed and dependent on. And but the other side of it is they're often frustrated because they feel like, geez, how come they can't make a decision? And you know, why do I have to be involved in everything? And so it's a trap of their own making, and they don't <laughs> recognize it. So the bad news is that it's, I'm the one who created it. That's the good news is I'm the one who created it, so I can solve it if I know what to do. Yeah, with my exactly. Time. Yeah. So we've, exactly. we've four and a half minutes left. Question four is, there's going to be some common mistakes that people make before they find your solution. They're going to try mm. stuff. Maybe they're going to try right. working longer hours or whatever. The question is, what are some of the common mistakes that people make in trying to solve this bottleneck prior to finding your solution? Well, I have a riddle around that. Doing more of what you've done is only going to get you more of what you got. And so they're stuck in a trap and kind of circular thinking. And it has to get pretty uncomfortable before they start to look for different solutions. And by uncomfortable, one of my clients told me a story one time that he was working 60, 70, 80 hours a week, many times sleeping on the couch without going home. And 
his wife one time said to him, your business is your mistress, and if you don't do something about it, I will. And it was when he was pressed to that extent that he finally you know, said, this is it, I got to do something because what I'm doing today isn't working and I've tried everything I can think of. I had a colleague who was running a boardroom meeting and his wife burst through the doors and threw a sleeping bag at him and said, if you're going to live here, you might as well sleep here as well. <laughs> well, that was pretty much the same message. <laughs> so, so, similar deal by the sound of it. Okay, thank yeah. you. So let's go to question number five. We've got three minutes left. What's one valuable free action that someone who's stuck like this can take that's not going to solve the whole problem, but might take them a step in the right direction? They're going to learn to use a default diary. So a default diary is time blocking. And the essence of it is, is to create a calendar of how you spend your time so that it matches your priorities. Often we kind of run, as I said, kind of like a chicken without a head and we're just kind of bouncing around without. And so a default diary answers four questions. The first of which is what's the most important results I need to get this week? What activity, what I got to do to get that result? Number three is how much time then number four, how do I map my time over the course of a week, create preset blocks of time so the way I spend my time matches the way that I've described my priorities? Or put a different way, how many of you on the call would go on an airplane if you knew the pilot didn't have a navigation plan? That'd be silly. Well, many of us are spending our time without a navigation plan or a plan that allocates how we're going to get from here to there. So the number one thing is get a default diary or time blocking. Google's your friend. It's easy to find examples of it. Or, if, hey, if you send me an email, I'll, I'll happy to talk to you about it. And the email address? John at W5coaching.com. John at W5, number 5, coaching.com. Thank you for that. And the Correct. beautiful part about that too, John, is that once they've block their time out, they get to see if they've got enough or not. <laughs> well, one of the things that will happen if you start, one of the first parts of doing a default diary is you do a time audit or you kind of take a, make a record for a week of what you're doing. And I've yet to work with a business owner that hasn't been able to find five or seven hours of work they're doing that someone else will happily do for them. Right. At a fraction, like 15 bucks an hour, someone will happily do a lot of the work that you're kind of just caught up in a rut that you continue to do. Kind of like a time inventory. Terrific. 70 seconds left. Yeah, that's Two... exactly right. Do a time inventory. Thank you. Another, another valuable free action. So just over 60 seconds left. Two questions to go. Got one valuable free resource we could direct people to. I'm going to answer that question because I know what it is. www.w5coaching.com. We've mentioned the URL before. If you go there, there's a pop-up. If you're looking at the video, there should be a link under here. It's around the well-managed practice, which, of course, ties beautifully in with time. Go there, grab it. It's quite valuable. I've opted into it. Question number seven, John, 35 seconds left. What's the one question I should have asked you but I didn't? And the answer, please. The answer as professional advisors is we're so caught up in the love of our craft, the love of our profession, that we often fall in the trap of that's all we want to do. And so the lesson that's hard for some professional advisors to get, it's not doing more of what you sell. It's selling more of what you do. And both those parts of your business need to be weighted about equally in the amount of effort and energy you're putting into it. And if all you're doing is focusing on the practice part of it, you're going to suffer from a feast or Perfect. famine kind of life. Perfect. John, thanks so much for your time. Pleasure. Thanks for checking out our Marketing the Invisible podcast. If you like what we're doing here, please head over to iTunes to subscribe, rate us, and leave us a review. It's very much appreciated. And if you want to generate five fresh leads in just five hours, then check out www.5hourchallenge.com.